So you still uh, doing any sort of work or have they like put you off? No, I've been able to keep pretty busy. Right on. Yeah. I mean, they might actually be getting more out of me while I'm at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are more productive at home usually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I found what my, uh, my problem is, which is other people. Mm-hmm. How often have you gone out or have you gone out at all? I have not. Other than like check the mail, take the trash out and like walk to the park. I have, I mean, that's all I've done. I've done that, you know, a couple days, but I haven't like driven anywhere, driven my car anywhere. And Jesus, what was it? Maybe last Thursday or before. Mm, okay. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I went to get some gin today because I knew I'd need it for this podcast. Whatever day was the uh, the actual like, hey, at midnight tonight, we're doing the the shelter in place. Mm-hmm. That Thursday, I went to the store. Okay. Yeah. What was it like when you went out? So I noticed they've now like put down little like X's of tape like every six feet apart, like for the checkout lines and like to mm. get in and stuff. So that that was nice to see. People okay. are a little better at that whole business now. Staying apart from each other. Good. Taking it slightly more seriously. So that's nice to see. Have you solely been cooking at home or have you picked up food anywhere? Uh, so pretty much all at home except for today. I had to get Jack in the box today because I was already out. Mm. Um, and I knew I needed to eat early for watching this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I've had a lot of tacos and pasta and soup. And big a lot cheesy sauce. Steak tacos. I'm almost sick of steak. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Well, it's, I don't know. It's the stuff that sells out and the stuff that doesn't. It's like you bought out all the ground beef and ground turkey, but a perfectly good steak is just sitting there, you know? There you go. Maybe it'll be chicken tacos next week. Mm. I was going to make enchiladas tonight, but I we're doing this. I am down to two tortillas, so I guess I'll need to go out again soon for that. But Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean... I feel like the social distancing part of the equation should be something that anyone is capable of, you know, like I, <laughs> I know a lot of other people are hurting financially, you know, mental stress wise and whatnot, but like there's no excuse to not be able to stand six feet apart from each other, you know? Yeah. You have to take it seriously though. Yeah. Yeah. You, as long as you take it seriously, you know, it's like this, the, all the pain is for this. And so you can do this and not get infected. But I mean, it gets, I don't know. Like, intellectually, I get it. It got very real for me last night when I was watching Heather Hogan's thing. And she's been in isolation for 12 days. Mm-hmm. And now she's showing you know, symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, <laughs> is next week's podcast just going to be a lot of us coughing? Well, maybe, because I think this movie gave me coronavirus. No, I bet it did. Mm-hmm. Or it takes place in a world post-coronavirus. Perhaps, yeah. Anyway, should we start the pod? We might as well. Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James. And I'm Marco Sparks. Do you think you'll ever forget? That you're James? How could I? No, that you're Marco. Oh, I wish. I'm waiting for the day. Um, in light of this movie, should we refer to ourselves only in the third person? 
James is going to say no. Marco thought this movie was fucked up. Anyway, yeah, so we're we're going to talk about Cats, the tw- night 2019 film based on the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Before we talk about that, let's talk about anything else. My, my pre-opening statement on Cats is if anyone's listening and we get something wrong and you're like, I should tweet them and clarify that, hold your breath. We're going to get a lot wrong. Can you get anything wrong about this movie? Can you get anything right about this movie? Yeah, anything else? Are you drinking lots of water? <laughs> I've got myself a, a tall gin and tonic here. I, I risked the corona to go get some gin and some tonic. Although I think uh, quinine is supposed to have like mild, uh, you know, antiviral properties. So can only be a good go. thing. Can only be a good thing. Oh, what's anything else we can talk about besides cats? I don't know. How, how are you holding up? Getting a little stir so crazy. Far, so far, just my normal amount of stir crazy. Hmm. I mean, we've had some beautiful days, so I've taken some walks. What are you talking about it? Like, it's been cold as fuck. Uh, earlier today, it was gorgeous outside. Hmm. I would know. Uh, you don't have windows in your home? I have the. It's. I don't like the way my desk is positioned. The sun kind of like glares in, so I close it. You know. You never look out any of the other windows. I usually know. There's like a gloomy tomb over there. Yeah. Okay. My fortress right of on. solitude. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was going to ask what's your street like? How are people reacting? You have a lot of families in your street. I guess. I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll look out the uh, window in the stairwell and see somebody walking by, but it maybe it's a little less busy out there than usual. But mm, interesting. Usually not that many people outside anyway. Interesting. They're all inside learning bullshit dance moves. But that's the thing. Like it's, you can go outside. It's not, yep. it shouldn't be that hard to observe some basic social distancing, but some people are just idiots who think it doesn't apply to them. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta take your trash out folks. Yeah. So we had a couple of rainy days, which feels right for self-isolation quarantine in your home. And then well, we had a couple of nice days. So it's March and all those rains in March here. We need the water, water anyway. Yes, we did. Yeah, so what about you? Sir Crazy? No. No, I've uh, watched a couple movies, did some thinking about writing, you know, not actually writing yet. I start that tomorrow. But no, I honestly, other than I probably don't go to the store as often, there's really no change in my lifestyle. I mean, I guess like maybe like once a month or so I'd go like visit my parents, but. Maybe eating out less. Yeah, eating out less. That's about it, you know. Okay. Well, that's good. But, you know, save some money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eating out. Yeah. Seriously. Eating those steak, ta- steak tacos. Those cheesy sausages. Better cheddar. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's just this movie's just hanging over our heads. It just wants to be talked about. It's just pressing on my brain. Let's let's hold out as long as we can. Um, <laughs> what are you watching? You know, I'm watching the same things that we always talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have not seen the finale of Picard. I'm like, I watched all the episodes before it. Mm. 
So you were you had your pants in a a bunch about uh, Brent Spiner showing up, right? From last episode. Then my panties in a bunch. You were like this fucking cameo. No, I said you should have expected that cameo. Oh, That's what okay. I said last week. Yeah, I said you're going to see a face that you probably should have expected to see. Okay, you seemed upset about it last week. No, I mean no more upset than the effort I would put into being upset about anything on this show. It's like not a great show. I just, I it's watch barely it out of about Picard nostalgia. No, it's barely about Picard because you could tell the show, ugh. the story without Picard at all. And everyone's wondering where's Picard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if God forbid, Patrick Stewart dies, I'm going to say Patrick Swayze, Patrick Stewart dies. They'll just rename the ship, the Picard or something. Hmm. <laughs> Continue on with all these dumbass characters. The problem is that he's like the only interesting character on the show. If you could really say that he's been interesting on the show, yeah, it's the legacy is pulling a lot of the weight there. Yeah, yeah it's just a typical streaming show. I'm, I don't know what disease infects these uh, writers' rooms, but it's expected at this point, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like the. The most interesting moment of the finale, I'll put it this way, doesn't feature Picard, mm-hmm. but it does feature the legacy. <laughs> also, they're doing a thing whenever they, um, like in the first episode, you saw Data return, and obviously Brent Spiner is a little puffier now. I noticed in the costuming, like they can't get the shirt from that era, like they can't get the same undershirt, so they have this other shirt that doesn't look as good. Mm. Combined with the puffiness, but like you can clearly see like the zipper hanging, which you never could before. Hmm. Um, whatever, it's a yeah. dumb fucking show. Uh, Narek's in it a lot. Fucking People. great. <laughs> Thank God, more Narek or Merrick, whatever his fucking name is. It's Peyton so. List showing up a lot. She's in it. Yeah. Uh, Devs, I'm like a week behind on everything so Westworld, so I saw the fourth episode of Devs. It's fine, mm. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Episode five is a classic, like, we're at the exact middle. Hmm. Even though there's three episodes left. Yeah. It's just, the, here's what the middle episode looks like. What did you think of uh, War World and Game of Thrones World and Westworld? So, Game of Thrones World, like, if they had nailed the landing on Game of Thrones, I think people would have really enjoyed that cameo. People just need to get over it. I'm sorry. But uh, the people who were upset about it, it's like, well, it's because you're upset about that show. The, the number of people that were like, this ruined the whole show for me, I saw on Reddit. It's just like, it's like fucking five seconds, man. Just yeah, just move on. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 cutesy. It's it's clever of a kind. Um, but it's Maeve, and it's like about time. This is like all the juicy stuff we've seen in the trailer of Maeve. So now... I just hope we're not stuck in endless is this a simulation plot lines because like i feel like last season was a whole lot of like is so and so a host it was like mm. the the constant hook and mm. that got old and is this a simulation if, if that's the the new hook for this season like is you know uh what's your face um i want to say dakota fan that's not dakota fan um dolores dolores is is she in in future world and not actually in the real world you know like if that is a thing in like the finale it's like revealed that like that was all simulation too that's going to be pretty blah yeah it shouldn't be possible because she's like traveled from like london to la in in supposed future world so we'll see 
I think when they're building the host, they can do a better job than John Gallagher Jr. I'm just not sure why they feel the need to keep working in these like weird like multi timeline twists and and like complex structures. I don't really feel like it adds anything to the show, you know. No, like I said before, uh, you would have to pound a lot of that out with a hammer to like make it a network show. And I think that might have that might be the strength of it being not an HBO prestige show and it being more like ABC primetime was you'd get a little more streamlined straight straight line of a show. Are you talking about good. person of interest? No, I'm talking more about like in the old like lost mode. But okay. uh, well, I wasn't sure what you were talking about because this is an HBO show. I know, I know, I, and I've said this yeah. before. But like, if if it was on a different network, I think it would be forced to not be like here's multiple timelines pretzel together. It would. And that might be better for it. Um, I, I hope that the little kind of reference to when she finally acknowledges what we've known for like the whole episode that Lee is part of a simulation, that it's all mm-hmm. a simulation and it goes into widescreen. Like, I hope that that's like the last time that they're like, hey, look at us. We used to do the widescreen thing for the simulations. Yeah. Uh, but it's Maeve and it's it's she's always been, you know, driving fun character on this show. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, at least it looks good, I guess. Nice production value. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a streaming show, at least. I can I can give it that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see if I watch anything else. I guess I watched both 1917 and Little Women recently. Yeah. Um, 1917 was just completely average. I don't understand. Like, it's like some technical, it, you know, feats. But it's it just it's a gimmick that gets old after like ten minutes, you know. I'll pass. Yeah, it's everything that movie's trying to do, other than the it's all one shot thing. It's like this was all done better in Saving Private Ryan, like way better. Mm. Mm. Like I'd, I'd rather just go watch Saving Private Ryan again, even Saving Private Ryan without the you know magical one take. You know, or you know, quasi one takeness like is still way more impressive as a war movie, just visually. Like the, everything, all the action has felt too like balletic and, and scripted. You know, it didn't have that realism that like the Normandy beach that had in Saving Private Ryan. Does it take you out of it when like real actors show up? I mean, after a while, you're expecting it. You're like, who's the next like a list British actor to show up? Mm. You know, like, oh, there is Cumberbatch. Okay, that makes sense, you know. Mm. All right, cool. I I don't know. It's just, I guess if you really like war movies, it's not bad. It's just mediocre. I'm just making a jerk-off motion thinking about all of it. Oh, I saw The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah, download that. I haven't watched it yet. It's um, it's exactly what you think it is. Hmm, Okay. Yeah, I mean, if I went, I'm to not see even the sure. Theater, I don't even think I watched the trailer, so I don't have any opinion of it. There you go. If I went to see in the theater, I'd say okay. You know, it wouldn't be the worst movie I had seen this year if I'd seen it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like the, especially like the Blumhouse movies, it's not like uh, on the nose Fantasy Island bad. Mm. No, uh, Little Women was good. That was nice. Yeah, you watch that again. There you go. I sat down and watched like the opening of Scott Pilgrim the other day and watched the whole thing. So that was nice. fun. Nice. Eventually we'll have to do that movie. Sure. That'd be a good one. What are you listening to? 
uh, this past week, uh, you know, again, downloading a lot of one-offs, downloading a lot of one-offs. Um, but, uh, if I don't know, I don't do any of the services that like tell you like your weekly report, but I feel like I went to like Taylor Swift and metric a lot more hmm. this week. Um, what, I don't know what if era I Taylor Swift? uh, the last like three albums. Hmm, okay. I don't like red as much as you do. Hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I'll listen to more Taylor Swift after this movie, or if I'll take a little break. I feel like she's the only one who comes out unscathed. Uh, <laughs> uh, what am I listening to? Some Pulp. Interesting. Just from you know from like Westworld, and we were talking about them with their song in uh, what's it called, Venture Brothers. Okay, uh, particular album. No, just those two songs. Okay. Yeah. Let's really dive in deep into that catalog. That's uh, psychotic. <laughs> okay, cool. Mm. I had a lot of cannibal talk in my my mentions on the Twitter this week, and I was shocked that none of it was from you. <laughs> I did not notice that. Um also, I don't do you remember that album Future Soundtrack for America? It was like a uh, compilation like album. Cap. From like the dark yeah, days yeah. of the Bush years. Yeah, I've been listening to a little bit of that. Just sort of, you know, remember the dark times. There's like, I've only said like some Connor Ober, some like Fountains of Wayne. There's a lot of good shit on that album. It's a great album. Okay. I feel like that might be like where your your taste in music like last, like Saves of the Hard Drive or whatever, like Flash Fried. Eh, I mean, I don't know. There's a few newer bands I listened to since then, but. Okay. Cool. What are you reading? Well, I mean, this is a good time to pull out the old shit, right? Just trying to remember the dark times and that, you know, they end eventually. (laughs) Well, I think when you get to now and you look back and you're like, maybe that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Wasn't good. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, I have not been reading as much. I read a few chapters of Trouble. Hmm. How'd that grab Uh, me? It grabbed me quite nicely got me firmly and it pulled me in close i haven't noticed any typos yet but i keep noticing little things and i'm like ah, i wish i like tweaked that a tiny little bit i'm trying to ignore those and just like leave it be you know folks if you're stuck at home and if you can afford it and if you can't that's okay too this is a good time to pick up trouble mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm like eight chapters into it now cool i don't think i ever noticed or maybe i'm just getting old but like the font size is smaller than I recall. Maybe hmm. it's just because I was laying it out in full screen on like a big 27 inch monitor. Maybe your eyes are getting older. Yeah. Maybe. But presbyopia. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we've, we've delayed all we can. Do you got something mm-hmm. good to drink there? I do. What do you have? I have some champagne and some orange juice. Champagne and orange juice. So a mimosa, I think that's what they call that. I believe that's what they call it. Are you mixing them together or like taking a sip of one and then a sip of the other and making a mimosa in your mouth? (laughs) For some reason, only when you say that, that sounds filthy. Um, No, I have a big clinky glass. Sorry, folks, if you hear the ice of that. And then I also have just a separate bottle of champagne to take hits from. Hmm. What's in the glass? The orange juice and the champagne. Okay. So you have mixed some up. Yeah. Okay acceptable i've got gin and tonic 
Okay. Cats. I wouldn't have expected anything else from you. <laughs> That's your power drink. I needed it. Do you want to go first? I think um, the movie Cats. You sh- think Cats. you should go first, and you should know that I blame you for this. So go Cats, for it. Cats, twenty nineteen. Now we're talking about the film Cats. Tom Hooper, you go to director jail and you never get out. What a piece of shit. It's not even weird enough to be like a cult favorite. It's just an endless piss stream of incredibly boring musical sequences. And the songs are shockingly awful. Um, It's got all the musical pizzazz of like a substitute teacher in eighth grade theater class sitting at an old out of tune piano and like pounding out insipid rhyming stanzas. Like that's that's the vibe of this movie. How the fuck was this an hour and 50 minutes long? It's so bland. It's so exhausting. Such a visual turd. I think they retroactively need to take away the King's Speech's Oscar and give it to Social Network after this. It's certainly more deserving. Uh, I award this movie no points, and I think it gave me coronavirus. End statement. Okay. This movie's fucked up. I would have rather watched a movie of these actors dressed like the furries in mocap gear like prancing around and singing and i assume like like fucking up their knees um i think when you watch this movie you fall into two categories here you either know what the fuck a jellicle is or you don't i don't um there's a really boring but horny frenzy apocalyptic flavor to this stupid ass movie musically um gee i don't know if i can uh, improve upon your metaphor but it's like whenever they would um depict the glee club in community the tv show only with more guitar, like lots of keyboard that seemed like 30 years late. Um, the size perspective of the thing shockingly like throws me constantly when I'm watching it. I kept wondering if larger humans sit on the furniture with these cows lounge on. Lounge on. I don't know why the cats have boobs. It doesn't, I don't know why the tails look like they come out of where their human butthole should be. It's basically about a neighborhood talent show on the island of Dr. Moreau in which the winner gets to die and I felt it was a shame that the audience wasn't also given that pleasure. End statement. Yeah, musically, there's a little bit of like like the theme song to Airwolf in there, you know? Mm, I wish. Yeah. Fucking I wish. Like the the whole thing, I don't know that Mr. Robot started, but like that time in like Mr. Robot and Stranger Things and a few other shows were like, what have we brought back since? It's like, God, I wish it was just even that level of, of 80s keyboard. It's not energetic keyboard. I don't understand because like, like melancholy I, I know this keyboard. is a popular musical. I expected the songs to at least be like listenable. The only song that's even mildly listenable is like certain parts of memory. I all I know from cats, other than some of the past, you know, big name actor casting and productions was that Betty Buckley won a Tony for that award. And I've heard her version of memory and it's, it's powerful. And this, it's like, you've got Jennifer Hudson and it's like you, I don't know if the direction was like, no, Jennifer more low energy. Like it just seemed, I don't know, like more emotive, but like not in a way that stuck with me. It went you to a more. Yeah. All right. Well, top moments. I got three. Mm. <laughs> all of these i could do six but all of these moments are throwaways every single I one of them so it. i can do i'll do okay six hey you're you're a jellical cat tonight you do what you want i'm so glad that we're doing this separately because i would slap the fuck out of you <laughs>
the uh, the intro of Rebel Wilson where she's dancing and eating the roach and ripping off her own skin. It's not good. It's it's definitely the moment people talk about. Yeah, mm. it's it's like not as shocking as it should be. It's not like I'm watching Naked Lunch or Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You know, I think it was more shocking the first time I saw it, just because it was like, what the fuck. But that was, yeah. you know, on like Twitter like months ago. And I mind you, a lot of these notes I just scribbled down half-assed while watching. Number five, I wrote Mr. McCavity, question mark. That's all I wrote there. Uh, I like the four, part where he goes, he like disappears with Ian McKellen and you just hear like somebody say McCavity. Like, like I think that's voice. still him. It's like his superpowers only work if he's saying his own name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number four, I put... Ian McKelling doing his bit on the stage? Question mark. <laughs> his was I, so I noticed this. And I don't want to step in my own notes a little later, but I I noticed that most of the singing was in like weird wide shots where you couldn't really see their mouths moving very well. And yeah. he got one of the only sequences where it was close up enough, like like really just him, Taylor Swift, and Grismerelda or whatever fuck her name was. Um, well, and I think even like like actual singers like Jason Derulo. I think it's an actual singer. I he no was like in wide is, shots almost the whole time. It was well, weird. I think it's like he kind of suffered from having to do like a lot of dumbass choreography. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, are, we, are we to three now? Yeah. All right. I'll give you my three. I'm just going to apologize in advance because mine are kind of bullshit. Um, the part after Taylor Swift song where I got up and let the movie play while I went and took a piss. Mm-hmm. That was a great moment because for a couple minutes there. Like, I'm not sure exactly what happened with old Deuteronomy on, like, the the steamer, like, at the docks or whatever. You said you paused it, though. No, I did not pause it. Oh, you just let it play. Yeah, let it play. You just peed. So, mm-hmm. so you, you heard the soundtrack of your own stream hitting That's the That's right. Toilet. Yeah, it was music to my ears. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three, and I realized that in my notes, I forgot this character's name. So sometimes she's Victoria and sometimes she's Veronica. Whatever. Uh, my, Ver, Victoria watching... Grizabella the first time after she sings memories. I don't know. I thought it was like, okay, you're trying something here. You get a lot of work out of uh, Francesca Hayward's face, such as it is in Cats Get Up. So you've got a lot of real estate of that, of that in this movie. Yeah, I got some thoughts on her. I'll get to later. Uh, number two, I have Taylor Swift song, question mark. Um, the yep. song was horrible, but I feel like she was the only one who brought like a presence Yep. Like probably just because she's a performer. Um, she seemed to know how to vamp it up properly. But that's same. It. That's my number two. Um, she's like shows up and starts like hyping Mr. McCavity. Um, she's her character is the only one that I looked up on Wikipedia. And according to Wikipedia, she's friends with Grizabella and they bonded over how much they hate Mr. McCavity. And I'm like, well, that's different. She seems to be like on his side, like one of his cohorts. Bumblerina, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she showed up, man. Such as it is. I needed a little more of her like vamping for the main chick particularly. Like I wanted some sexual tension there, you know? Mm, yeah. Well, that's that definitely I think shows up in my number one. What's your number one? Uh, I just said the the part in memory where Jennifer Hudson like isn't sniffle singing. She has like maybe 20 seconds where she gets to belt it out. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know why she didn't sing the whole fucking song that way. But it was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, at least you're you're like hitting your high notes. This is an impressive vocal performance. And it's like there's an actual hook to this song. Um, 
for once you're actually like going for it rather than the whole like cry singing. So that's my number one. So I don't watch American Idol. I don't know if it's still on, but like the whole whatever of that show is geared towards producing like torch singers. Right. So wouldn't she be like the success story? Like, um, I'm going to guess that like whatever her like octave range is, it's higher than what you get on American Idol. But yeah. But I mean, it just, it seems like you should be letting her just like blow the roof off this thing. And instead they were like, no, make it more emotional, make it more, uh, uh, like what Anne Hathaway's doing in Les Miserables. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they were definitely like, they were like, oh, we're going to, we're going to go get you an Oscar, Jennifer Hudson, another Oscar by like having you do the Anne Hathaway, you know, cry singing, but it does not work at all here. Probably because like, we don't like, we're not emotional for this character at all. You know? No, no. Like I have a lot of fucking questions about the backstory given by her. I think McCavity got her hooked on catnip or something. I don't don't even know. It's like, it's, it's like, oh, there's McCavity turned her out. It's just like, what? (laughs) Uh, my number one is there's a little bit of an S&M vibe with the twin cats. They start by holding here. I wrote Veronica. I think it's Victoria by the arms when she's like climbing up the, the roof. I think it's Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Mm-hmm. And they like take her into like the house. A lot of B&E in this movie. There's like a weird like scent of gluttony and sexual weirdness like wafting through this whole sequence. And so I, a little bit of a stepbrother, stepsister situation. A little bit. With with a third, yeah, yeah. There's some <laughs> put that in the algorithm. There's some real. Uh, this is a real insane tab on on Pornhub kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's all I got for moments because um, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Such as they are. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not drunk enough for this fucking. Movie. Yeah, no, I'm working on it. I'm trying. Um, let's just get into it. The maybe an honorable mention for me would have been like. The weird ghostly like cat face when it's showing the moon. Yeah. And I, does the cat wink there? I think that's what's happening or I can't. I don't know. Um, I don't think it's it's not like the cat winks. It's just one eye fades out before the other. It's weird. Mm. My first note is uh, so this is what they brought Amblin back for, huh? This is an Amblin movie, huh? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I guess Spielberg uh, had a piece of this somewhere. Sure. Sure. I wonder if this is how he got to do uh, a West Side, West Side Story. Story. <laughs> a West uh, Side Story can't be as bad as this movie. That, that's a challenge. Uh, you immediately get... That's well, Romeo and Juliet, basically, right? Like, at least yeah, there's yeah. a plot. Yeah. 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 You immediately get, like, a goofy Halloween vibe to this movie. Um, it's all sound stages. It's all lit by a bunch of, like, blue and red gel lights. Who's this fucking like Stephen Colbert looking motherfucker? Like, I have no th- idea what his name is. This cat was in way too much of the movie. I'm like, who are you? You're like no one. You're you're around constantly. The guy who's like the first leg of like yeah. the potential love triangle. Yeah. Um, this love triangle is bullshit. But was, um, was it a love triangle? I, I I felt like that's. I kept trying to think like, what are we? What are we doing here? Is this a love triangle? I don't think it was anything. I at and least then, I couldn't. I couldn't force a narrative onto anything that was happening. Other than like McCavity was just like Thanos snapping various people out of existence every once in a while. I wish. Um, spent a lot of a portion of this movie thinking about the buttholes I was denied and the butthole cut. Um, That's my first yeah, note is uh, not horny enough. No, it's like there's some horniness. It's just glazed and weirdness that I 
I don't know. It couldn't get erect to. Um, it's like it. They they've done up these cats and their weird outfits and like the women with like cat boobs and like the erect tails and whatnot. All the symbolism of horniness is there, but mm-hmm. the movie does nothing with it. I feel like the set was hornier than the actual finished mm-hmm. product. The junkyard cats are all basically like you wouldn't know it by looking at us, but we're all trained dancers and gymnasts. I kept like wanting there to be a fucking story to Victoria. Like, yeah, she was like, boring as shit. I, yeah, she's she's not gonna be very high in my rankings. I found her character just complete dud. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not even sure what the point of her is, other than just like she has like one expression. She just keeps doing over and over again. This like I'm interested in horny expression. It might be the only like things she did. And they just photoshopped it on there. Or whatever. Well, like the the dancing because they're all CG. It's not impressive. You know, right. because like we know that they can go clean anything up. So it's like when she's doing like insane, like going up on point, like lifting up her leg, like overhead, like it doesn't register as an impressive, you know, dance maneuver. Right. Like, right. Like not if you were just watching an actress do ballet, like, you know, you just don't get the same vibe from it because it's all CG. Right. Um, at one point, the neon sign there says wake up and dream. So it's that kind of fucking movie. Yeah, there's just lots of cats. I don't even know how to like recap this movie. It's like she gets like thrown like some some old lady drives up in a big giant car and throws like a cat in a bag into the trash. And like she climbs out and all these like junkyard cats are dancing around her and introducing the concept of jellical cats. And it's like they've all got like weird attributes, you know, like, oh, I can see in the dark or I can... I don't know, I can't remember what all the, the weird talents they have are, but they're all like singing about their talents as cats, you know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So please explain to us what is a jellical cat? I don't fucking know, man. Seemingly according to the song, a jellical cat is anything that kind of rhymes with jellical, like, like jellical or, or oracle or spastical at or, one point. Or jellical, yeah. Um, I think I'm probably wrong, but I think maybe a jellical cat is uh like a a cat that's been like cast out of society and is not part of, like you know, doesn't have a home to go to. Maybe I don't know. Of which she would be one then. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. I get or it's like, something it's else. The neighborhood. There's the heaviside layer that they're trying to get to, which is dumb. Yeah, I mean clearly like it's like a tribal mentality, but it's a dumb tribe. Um, and there's so, there's never any sense that like she is or isn't accepted by these people. Sometimes they're her friends and sometimes they're they run away from her. But it's yeah. not there's no like kind of like turning point where she like becomes part of the group, you know, like there's like really basic plot stuff you could do the show that like she's an outcast and then she does something and they accept her like but none of that happens. Though outcasts or not, I think some of them clearly want to fuck her. I don't hope or so. they want to or they want to fuck each other or everyone's fucking and sucking everyone. I don't know. Um, Idris Elba shows up. He's got the COVID. Uh, he's playing a bad dude. Talks about himself in the third person. Really savors the fact that his name rhymes with, with depravity. depravity. Yeah, that's pretty much all he has going for him. That and his yeah. big fur coat. Because when he takes that thing off, that's rough. I, there's later on. Like I first noticed it with Rebel Wilson, but like there's something about seeing some of the female actors like on all fours or like legs spread really wide. That made me feel uncomfortable for them. <laughs> and same thing for Idris Elba, because when he's dancing at the end, I was like, 
you're essentially nude with Taylor Swift. Hey, could be worse. Which, now, I guess. I mean, but like, you're not even letting me enjoy that image. <laughs> um, I don't know if T.S. Eliot ever thought he would live long enough to see adults in fur costumes chanting that all cats have three names, like bizarre cultists. I guess they expanded uh, on that in song, but I, I found the songs hard to follow because, it, uh, like melodically, it was horrible. Like mm-hmm. you know, there there wasn't any kind of like hook to the melody, and the way they were singing, they kept hiding everyone's mouths, probably because like the CGI was dodgy or something, and like mm-hmm. it was like these far away shots, so it wasn't like you could even really pick up on the words easily. I don't know. I I, I found the songs in this just awful. The whole controversy of them like trying to blame the poorness of this movie on the CGI is ludicrous considering they knew what they were getting. They knew what they were asking for, especially in the light of like fucking Sonic where they were able to redo chunks of that movie. I mean, the CGI is certainly horrible and it's bad, but if it was like, if they gave them another six months to like really like just tighten up the CGI, it wouldn't make the movie any better. You know? But I don't. I don't think the CGI. I think the CGI artists. CGI artists delivered what they were asked. To yeah, deliver. exactly. Yeah. Um, the Rebel Wilson scene. Near as I can tell, the first guy in the love triangle, like when he said, looks like Stephen Colbert. He just leads everyone in and is like, "Hey, everyone, look at this sad bitch." Also, that house is straight up infested. I don't know how much Rebel Wilson got paid to do this movie, but it wasn't enough. I feel like this is a career ender for her. I would be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I was just yikes. Like when she's just like spreading her leg and like rubbing her crotch. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. The only the other thing too. This is kind of it's like kind of like Arrested Development season four. I don't even know if any of these actors had to film with any of the other actors at the same time. That's true. But, yeah. But the only actor that I think I despise in this movie more than her is, of course, James Corden. And that was going to be regardless of what he did. Oh, man, fuck that guy. That guy's canceled. I, uh, th- I think after making this movie, they should cancel the show. They could, should send him back to England. And I think he yeah. also he has to go by Jim now. He's not allowed to go by James. He's ruining the name for other people. Also, he's got to apologize to Patrick Stewart. For anything particular had, or just in general? They have a longstanding beef. Do they? He, yeah. I, I get the feeling that he's like a real cock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it seems like like a lot of people don't like him for, for you know, unsaid reasons. He's probably as horrible of a person as Ellen DeGeneres is. Mm. Um, but I don't think that we despise him enough for that same thing that I personally hate, like Jimmy Fallon for, which is like the whole like, I'm a part of this. I'm the fifth Beatle tonight. Um, though he clearly tries to do that same thing. Yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole carpool karaoke thing, you know. I feel like James Corden fucking wishes he was Graham Norton. I'll put it that way. Um, anyway, so yeah, you've seen the scene on Twitter, folks. She eats a bug. She rips off her own skin. There's a dress underneath. She continues to dance. There's bugs all over that fucking cake. Well, it's like the weird thing where it's like, I don't know if she's upside down or we're upside down, but like there's just bugs falling in her mouth. It's creepy as shit. Yeah. There's like a weird little mouse band. I kept waiting for the one of them to eat one of those mice, just like bite its head off. It was like they pick up. Well, I couldn't tell. There's like later on, there's like miniature people. I couldn't tell if they were like figurines or mice or whatever, but somebody picks up one and is about to eat it. And then I think it was a mouse. Okay. I don't know why you wouldn't eat a fucking mouse. You're a cat, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Eating cockroaches, making them fall into your mouth. Uh, I, I have no idea. It's Jenny and dots is the character. And I think her whole thing is vaguely, no, it's Jenny and Annie dots, right? Yeah. Jenny, Annie dots. Yeah. Um, 
I think her deal is that she has like a house that she lives in mm-hmm. and it's like just a big sloth. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's anything else to that. It's just like she's a lazy house cat, but she's also comes out to be a jellical cat. I don't know. She's the first of the two punch fat joke. Yeah. Yeah. Her and James Corden. I just they really drew the short straw. I mean, fuck James Corden, but um, like that's that's not, the whole thing is like these are lazy fat cats. Look at not, them eat a lot of stuff. It's not quite. I don't think as offensive as Thor and Endgame, but it's it's fucking trying. I would say this is more so because there's no wrinkle at all to this uh, Thor. You yeah, could at least right. you know make some claim that they're trying they're to say about something about yeah. yeah. There, um, there's nothing so, here except like, oh, look, they're fat. Yeah. So at a certain point, they go to a milk bar. So this movie's clearly like in the Clockwork Orange cinematic universe. How yeah. do the cats pay for the milk bar? Whatever. I don't know. Just, um, just getting something to sharpen them up for a little bit of the old in out, in out. So Jennifer Hudson shows up, basically like harshes everyone's buzz. And again, all I could get out of her backstory was that she was fucking like turned out by McCavity. Well, you skipped over Jason Derulo's whole sequence here. Oh, he shows up and he's like, he's like, I'm rum tub tug my junk and dances around a lot. And she's like the, the main is Victoria is like constantly thirsting after him. And like, like basically, yeah, yeah. She's constantly running up this dude and like, like doing like high kicks, spread her legs in front of this guy. And it's Mm. like, he almost acts like he's like into her. And then he just like, you know, be saw somewhere else. And that happens like over and over again over like a five minute sequence where it's like, oh, he's intrigued. Nope, he's not. He's going to run and like do some more dancing. So you didn't hear the Rebel Wilson like line. I think she said that he's been neutered or spayed. Yeah, I heard it. It was it was really bad. And like it was like they didn't cut away for some reason. And so though you're just staring at the actors for another five seconds. There's like. There's got to be at least six or seven of these like bullshit, like comic asides mm-hmm. recording and Rebel Wilson, which I can't believe were in the musical. No, I, I'm pretty sure the musical has no dialogue. It's all song. OK, OK. Um, yeah. Well, in, the, in, in that aside, <laughs> proof of concept, why that doesn't work in that aside, she says like, oh, I, I thought he was neutered. And then like to make sure you get the joke, she like makes a little like scissor cut motion with her hands uh, yeah, just because, yeah. you know. The, the audience might not understand what you mean by neutered. Yeah. <sighs> so Corden shows up in no makeup at all, not even dressed up like a cat, just wearing what he normally wears. Um, well, Grismelda here, I don't know if that's her name or not. I'm going to call Griselda. her that. Griselda. She, yeah. it's like, oh, she used to be like the good Jellicle cat and then McCavity like ruined her. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. Um, and she's just kind of like pathetic. And I don't know if they're, it's not exactly that they're like casting her out as much as they're just like, look at that sad bitch. Yeah. 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 You know, like, yeah, like, like you harsh everyone's buzz just by existing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might as well like be pouring like fucking pig's blood on her. Like it's the end of Carrie. But, they, but they're not even like aggressive about it. They're just like, Jesus, this is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> they're just some Kylo Ren, like, look at yourself. Uh, wait, like, it's funny because they, it's like everyone else is like building up the hype of McCavity and I want to buy into it because it's Idris Elba and then he shows up and it's like he might as well be stepping on rakes. You know what I mean? I think at one point when he first shows up, there's a weird cutaway to him where he just goes, what? 
<laughs> and it like cuts back to more of them dancing. And it's like, uh, okay. I mean, is this is this just like the one day of a year where they all go fucking insane for the Jellicle Ball? Or like, what is McCavity doing the rest of the time besides like ruining chicks? Mm-hmm. He's broken every human law, apparently. Yeah, so then Corden shows up and he's like, I'm a rich fat cat, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then a dance goes on forever. And eventually McCavity... Oh, oh, somewhere in here, McCavity, like, he, like, ethers Rebel Wilson and makes her disappear. But then later, after an incredibly long dance sequence with uh, uh, James Corden here, he, like, sees, like, a bunch of trash, like, food food in a trash can that he wants to eat, but it's, like, a trap. And he, like, mm-hmm. falls into the bottomless pit that McCavity he, set up because he can't, because he's so fucking fat that he can't resist the food. It's like he's tricked him into attempting suicide or, or committing suicide or so so you think for a moment the part where like they knock over a big trash can full of rotting meat and, and eat it is fucking disgusting mm-hmm. i don't want to live in that world so rebel wilson's like sick burn on cordon is that he, so basically the jellical cat thing is that you're reborn as another jellical cat which seems bleak <laughs> uh, and he wants to be reborn as a thin cat so he can get fat again um, again, we have all the comic asides about James Corden's like weight. The whole like uh, seesaw thing is really painful. It goes on um, forever too, and he's, he's doing he, like the like licking his hand and rubbing his ear. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Then he like jumps into one barrel. Like there's a nut shot, and then he falls in that barrel of shit where the other cats are just like pouring champagne down his gullet. The, I mean, it's almost like Roman in its like excess. I need a I need a gif of him lapping up champagne. That's pouring into his mouth with his tongue it is um it's disgusting it is filthy yeah i hope you get that gift so you can meditate on it mm-hmm. at one point one of the cats i can't tell if it's stephen colbert cat who's not stephen colbert or the magic cat like they have some meat on a stick that they offer uh i keep writing veronica in my notes victoria with their teeth and i kept thinking like you got motherfucking hands <laughs> yeah I, I the weirdness of like occasionally making them cat like yeah. You know, like sometimes they'll meow. Yeah. Or it's just like, I kept thinking like, how often am I going to have to watch like grown adults like hiss at each other? Yeah. It's like six or seven times. Man, that, him lapping up champagne is so fucking gross. But yeah, like uh, McCavity can like fucking like apparate people. And I don't think we're doing nearly enough of that. Because he just does it every once in a while. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So he wants to be the Jellical choice, which is bullshit. For some reason, he, the plot is that he's picking off his competitors, but it's like he's picking off the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. Rebel Wilson and James Corden were not going to win. I don't know what you're doing. Or fucking old ass asparagus there. (laughs) It's like, God damn it. I want to root for you, McCavity, but you're a fucking idiot. Are you accidentally ruining these girls? It doesn't maybe seem like it's your plan. Maybe he's been sampling some of his own supply there. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, so then there's the, the two twin cats. That that thing happens. Um, so he's, he's kidnapped like Gordon and Wilson. Like He's tied them up on a barge in the Thames, which is exactly where I want them always. Um, and I kept thinking, like, oh, is this the end of the, like, the bullshit comic like soliloquies? No. No, it's not. But then also... Cat Ray Winstone shows up. <laughs> it's like Gristlebone or something. I think he's like Growl Tiger. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> but he's just like, listen here, you cunts. I'm going to cut off your fucking legs and eat them one by one while you watch. Yeah. She felt funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then this is where I thought, okay, we're in a love triangle with uh, Francesca Hayward. And I kept thinking, here's what I need from a love triangle. Like, take a love triangle seriously. I need one of the guys not to be a magician. I feel like I'm not picking up this love triangle at all. Someone tell me if I'm wrong. I felt like that's what we were going for. But the other guys, like, singing exposition and... Well, this is when uh, the the weird like chaos cats show up, like Mungo Jerry and Ripple Teaser or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They go. I guess cats. their their whole thing is they like they go fuck people's houses up, and the cats mm-hmm. get blamed for it. I don't know. They steal stuff. They're breaking and entering cats. They're also cats. Yeah, she almost <laughs> chokes herself on some pearls they tie around her neck, and it's yeah. not nearly as filthy as it should be. No, no, it it sounds like it's like a fucking decadent, depraved music video, and it's mm-hmm. not quite there. It's it. This movie's so boring. It's just like these endless, like musical sequences of them dancing around, and what I'm sure like costs a lot of money to like build these weird, exaggerated sets and like do the CG and like, like they've dumped a lot of money into making something incredibly lame. And I could have loved this movie if indeed it was a love triangle or even if like uh, the fucking magic cat, like, you know, it was more clearly telegraphed that he's into her. He sucked. And then he comes up to the window and looks in and she's just like fucking and <laughs> sucking getting, up these two twins. Getting railed. Yeah. Finger cut situation. And then, and then McCavity's just like, yeah, watch it. <laughs> I would have been like, fuck yeah, this movie's great. We might be in Britain, but we're about to witness an Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Um, so apparently old Deuteronomy has a shit ton of kids. Um, that's one thing I got from the song. Old Deuteronomy is apparently a man in the play. And then I think, I believe that Judy Dench announced that her character was trans. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Played by Brian blessed is the only other actor I know associated with, with the Broadway role. Um, I can't tell if this role really needs to be like patriarchal or matriarchal. Like, I feel like it's probably more matriarchal, at least the way it's presented here. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this one shot of the Chaos Cats like sliding down the uh, banisters of the staircase. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's supposed to be that they're like rubbing their junk all over the banister, but that's like I can't stop thinking about that as they slide down, just like with their like kind of like asshole and taint firmly planted. Mm. Well, one of those cats, presumably that would be quite uncomfortable. Yeah. Or maybe very comfortable. Uh, I don't know. I've had three boy cats in my life. I've never seen their dicks. I don't know where they keep them. No red rocket? I've never seen it. Mm, Okay. I don't know where they keep it, man. Um, Also, Odunaranami, I can't tell if that's her actual fur or if she's wearing the fur of another cat. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think, uh, what's his face? The the cavity takes off. A fur coat at some point. Yeah. But all Deuteronomy's just like full of shit, right? I mean I I couldn't even say what any of these characters are are saying to each other this whole time. You know, like I have no idea what's even happening. It's like there doesn't appear to be any conflicts as far as I can tell, other than like a bunch of cats have to sing and occasionally McCavity shows up and like warps one away. It's it's seriously, it's a fucking like talent show. Yeah. And whoever sings the stupidest fucking song is glistened with the gift of death um i gotta say the um the shot of victoria when she's with the chaos cats and she's like sitting at a dinner table with a fork and knife in her hand 
There's mm. something about that that haunts me. I don't know if it's like the scale of the fork and knife or like the weird look on her face, but yeah, yeah. I guess oh, the, the movie needed to go more into that direction, whatever that is. I mean, we're drowning in the uncanny valley in this movie. Yeah. Also, um, the other reason I couldn't buy a, uh, a love triangles because I don't know what the other fucking dude's name is. I know this one guy is like Mr. Mistopheles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he has like a gimmick. He's like a magic guy. The other guy has no gimmick except vaguely looking like Stephen Colbert without glasses on. Well, what's funny is he starts singing the song for the tap dance cat later. And I wrote down in my notes. Finally, his name is like Skibble like Skibbleshanks. I'm like, oh, is that his fucking name? And then another guy shows up and it's like, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, was that like the one like Broadway actor they had on set? And so they just have to have him around constantly to like, I don't know, paper over performances or something. I'm going to leave one thing off here just to say for my make one change. But yeah, the big dance number we ha- or another big dance number. And that guy who's like Skibbleshanks, he's just like, fuck you. I'm wearing pants. I'm mm-hmm. the only cat who wears pants. <laughs> he's a railway cat or something. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's this guy's gimmick. He's a railway cat. No, never mind. Some well, fucking tap dancing cat shows up and said, here's what's wrong with me. The first time I saw him and I didn't know who he was, I was like, why is he dressed like a shirtless bellhop? Yeah. Well, and like that song goes on for like three minutes before he shows up. Yeah. Um. So Jennifer Hudson sings memories for the first time. There's this riff that plays throughout it. That just sounds like the sound of someone going slowly insane. Um, and this is where I thought is, is Victoria, the lost child of Grisabella. Cause that would be something, but no, this is after like the insanely long and boring dance sequence, right? Which one? <laughs> I think it's when, the, I think it's when tap dancer cat shows up. They just like do a dance for a really long time. Fucking tap dancing people. And it's, it's just not impressive. Like, I, I don't yeah. even care if you had a bunch of actors on set. Like this is also painted over CGI that it's it's completely boring to watch them do ballet. Yeah, yeah. So this thing after memories, the song after memories that that Francesca Hayward sings here. That's a T Swift song, Swift, I think. Right. She sings it in the on the credits. I think that's an original song. That's that's the song that T Swift wrote with Andrew Lloyd Webber, probably hoping to get an Oscar. I, I can't okay. even remember if they got a nomination or not. I don't think they did, but the, it's like that's where you know like at least you have beautiful ghosts yeah and she says uh, i never knew i'd love this world they let me into and like they showed you some trash cans and some b and e's honey calm down and what's your motivation uh victoria cat Getting fucked yeah i think like she seems like she's got her shit together so whatever's i i'm fascinated like why did they need to throw her out a fucking window or whatever she just constantly seems interested in hoarding for whatever new thing is in front of her yeah like like she's never seen like i don't know she's been cooped up inside the whole time or something she's never seen other cats before i I guess like some of these cats actually have sneakers on i don't know what's going on there so yeah there's like these cats are literally wearing like high tops so jennifer hudson sings a song francesca hayward sings a song oh deuteronomy watches them then she sings a song about reincarnation i thought it was very strange that the lyrics of that song were like you have power, his power, you're a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Deuteronomy talks to Victoria about like watching the Jellicle show. And she's like, oh, but I'm not a Jellicle. As, as if she knows what this is. She says it quite confidently, but I'm not a Jellicle. Whatever. Um, e. McKellen at first seems so confused 
that I wonder if he actually knew he was in this movie. Like this might be cinematic elder abuse. And he seemingly is just playing himself. He's just yeah. like talking about being trained on the stage or some shit. Yeah. Um, Asparagus song has like the same energy of a guy who's like gone before the parole board so many times that he knows he's not going to get out. Yeah. The, the main thing with him that I know is that he's one of the few that gets close-ups during his song. Yeah. Well, he's not like reason. singing, singing. He's like Bruce Springsteen singing. Sure, yeah. That's what Judy Dench would do as well. It's kind of like that, like talk singing. So he gets abducted by McCavity, whatever. Um, Deuteronomy actually refers to them all as contestants at this point. Like this truly is a psychotic reality TV show, like game show. Uh, Skimble Shanks. Tap dance. The Tom Hooper does not know where to put a camera. Like there's so many instances of like breaking the 100, 180 degree rule in this. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's just so random. It's like, did you even, I'm guessing you didn't storyboard this at all. It's like the anti Fincher. It's like, he has no idea how to frame a shot or what, what he's going for. He just constantly is like, this is, this looks neat. I'll shoot it this way. You know, like there's random handheld shots out of nowhere unmotivated entirely and then just like steady cam at other points dolly you know it's like it's just uh, i hate this director so much he's such a fucking hack like who is this guy taking a turn from you know who is this fucking massive hack you know what woman or person of color is like you know out there trying to get a directing role and can't because this guy is taking their slot i keep waiting to hear that he's just like colin firth's like old roommate for you from uni or something you know what i mean him, Guy Ritchie, both those guys just just stealing oxygen from the directing world from other more worthy people. And the guy who did the like X Men First Class that oh Kimberg turn fuck that guy. no 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 not Kimberg uh, First Class the oh Matthew Vaughn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the he, producer turned mm-hmm. uh, director but like Hooper is part of the reason one of the many reasons why I couldn't get into the His Dark Materials TV show is that's right he's involved in that isn't he. Yeah, the first, the first two. two. Yeah, and they yeah. were really badly directed. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he's comes from like the Yates school, I think, where he just like he's from like British TV and seemingly never learned how to frame a shot. Um, I, he just kind of does whatever. Yates is better than him, at least. I guess Yates is more coherent, but it's yeah. still. I just feel like these are two people who've never learned the art of visual storytelling. And yeah. they've just been coasting. Yeah. Uh, these are the kind of movie directors that should really direct like small theater productions. Or maybe just don't direct, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe step so aside and let somebody else take have a turn. Gimble shakes dance leaves the theater. They're like tap dancing on train tracks. They get on the train. Deuteronomy is not there for any of this shit. She can't hear it. She can't see it. Are they automatically disqualified then? I mean, I think it's. I think you just have to say it's a a musical musical conceit where it's magical and they Whatever. they can teleport. Basically, I mean, they basically walk out of one shot onto the train tracks. Like it's not like like out of nowhere. There's like the beginning of train tracks in their big auditorium, and suddenly they're out. You know, next to Big Ben. So also, we see Victoria in bed of Jason Derulo at one point. We do. Yeah, rum tum tugging him. Um, where? They're on the is train. In your fan fiction? No, in the train. They're in bed together at one point. Okay. 
when they're like all like some of them are like laying in the beds in the little cabin that they're in. Yeah. Are there really a lot of train tracks right, right next to Big Ben? Is that geographically accurate? Well, as somebody who lived there for many years, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so McCavity finally does something interesting. He sends in Taylor Swift as a ringer, gets these guys, these cats like high on the nip. Um, I'm looking for your Victoria and Ronto Tiger shot. At, at another point, he was like doing like a three way with some other cats. I know. Get it, son. Um, T Swift uh, sings a song to these cats about how Kim Kardashian's full of shit. Um, Man, is she canceled for good now? No, there's too <laughs> many people who will, who will prop her up. Just gotta kind of hype some drama for the new season of her fucking show. Yeah, I mean, there's too many people who will find any abs in that. Yeah, just ridiculous reason to like hate T Swift. Beyond whatever could be the normal reasons. Um, I can't wait yes. for 2032 and Kim Kardashian's elected president. She couldn't be doing worse than Trump. Maybe I, she could. I have to believe that Kim Kardashian would get the fucking ventilators <laughs> or understand the need for them. Um, although she has the same like design aesthetic as Melania, I think. Anyway... McCavity, like I said, broke every human law and the laws of gravity, even as hyperbole. I'd like to know more about that. She refers to him as a ginger cat, but that doesn't seem right. Is he ginger? I guess so. Oh, wait, no, McCavity, right? Yeah, he's definitely yeah. not ginger. But she says he's a ginger. Yeah. It's like, no, he's not. Yeah, I don't Taylor, know. what? But she's like basically his hype man. And of course, he jo- joins in for like this ludicrous theme song, like it's the fucking MTV Awards or something. Um, Bomba I almost Lupina. wonder if Taylor like brought in her own people to manage some of her scene or something. Cause like even visually it's or her main scene where she's like on the moon, you know, sprinkling her catnip, like visually it's different from other shots in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It almost seems like they brought in like a music video director for this. That would be brilliant. Cause I know like, uh, like Marilyn did that, you know, when she did movies of Howard Hawks and Howard Hawks is like, I don't know how to shoot musicals. So mm-hmm. that he would just not show up to set those days and they'd bring in, People who could. Like, um, it's the only time where it's like framed like correctly. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Hooper directed this sequence as much as Brian Singer directed that fucking Freddie Mercury movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ronnie Malik has an Oscar for lip syncing, <sighs> which apparently, like Rocket Man's not bad, and like the Queen movie is just like god awful I mean, shit. At least Taron Edgerton is trying in Rocket Man. Like he's actually singing the songs and mm. he doesn't sound exactly like Elton John, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like as an audience, we we understand that, you know? It's true to his performance. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, McCavity's just like, ha ha ha. Like, I'm the one who's going to be the jellical choice. Take me to heavy side layer. Because well, everybody else is, is like passed out on nip or been teleported to a, a river barge. Like, I guess you have to be crowned, like you have to be present, you have to show up to win the uh, the drawing, the raffle. But but there's a bunch of other cats there, they're just all high and like passed out. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm the only one, so. Oh, and also the the chaos cats are working for him now. And yeah, I think there, there's some some lines in the song, like some lyrics in the song about how Teaser and Mungo Jerry. First of all, Mungo Jerry, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I don't know. They're working for him, everyone. Is like I guess the the uh, conflict in this T Swift dance sequence is that uh, 
Victoria keeps avoiding the catnip until like some, one of them sneaks up behind her and like hits her with the sauce. And then they're, they're all just like high and passed out. Great. Yeah. Um, I kept thinking like, why don't you send him to heavy side layer? If he's so fucking terrible, get him off the books. Yeah. He has like weirdly like glowing green eyes too. Yeah. So See, are those tele- contacts? I wonder, or are they just CGI those? Huh? Probably CGI. I don't even want to enter that debate. Um, so he teleports her away. So everyone like turns to fucking Mr. Mistopheles and his fancy Liberace blazer. Man, this guy sucks. Yeah, this guy sucks hard. Um, and they're just like, come on, dude. Like, you've got magic, right? And he's just kind of like, I'm a fake. <laughs> well, then they're like, uh, oh, we're going to sing a fucking 10 minute song to hype you up to do magic. And it's still not going to work. Wow. Um, yeah, so this this is where I got up and took a piss. Yeah, um, yeah, this is where I get kind of fuzzy. Um, oh, they make her walk the plank. The plank. I'm just I'm just seeing this part of it now where it looks like they're making uh, uh, old Deuteronomy walk the plank on this like tramp steamer that they teleport to. Listen here, you're going to walk that fucking plank, you hear? <laughs> I'm Ravenstone Cot. Yeah. Um. So this is where, again, I'm under the impression that there's like a love triangle. So I was like, oh, the one guy, even though he's his rival, has to like build this dude up for his dumb magic. It doesn't look like it works because it looks like Mr. Mistopheles, the magical Mr. Mistopheles is a poser bitch. But I guess his magic works. And so he kind of gets the girl, maybe. I don't think he does. I don't know. Maybe they like maybe he can write it on AO3. Um, faces. I love that you keep bringing that up. Like I'm really that involved with this. But uh, <laughs> I kept writing down like this would only work if Mistopheles was like the secret villain of the piece. You know what I Why? mean? Like, he's like, I I don't know. I set up McCavity to do all this shit. <laughs> um, I, I think so at, it, at one point in here, I'm seeing that it looks like they capture the chaos cats mm-hmm. and they're like about to like cat scratch them, but then they hold back or something. Oh God. Cat scratch fever. Um, yeah, so McCavity vows to get Heaviside Lair after all. Uh, you know, like Thanos and Magua, I wanted to root for him, but he doesn't fulfill his whatever. Uh, on the barge, Rebel Wilson unzips her goddamn skin again. That's how they get out. She, she just takes keeps on zipping it. Yeah. I guess she maybe she on, put it back on. I don't even know. She takes on Ray Winstone and actually says, don't mess with the crazy cat lady. Here's the thing about the humor of Rebel Wilson and James Corden. It's you bad. can't tell you can't tell when it's scripted or if it's like bad improv. Just imagine the improv on this set. Uh, just improv, improv in general, but especially these two. Um, this just I wish endless and terminal sequence with magical Mister Mistopheles here. Yeah, I wish I could understand the beef that they all have with Jennifer Hudson, but it just it's barely. I'm just there. not even sure if they have beef with her or if like. They just pity her now because something bad happened to her. Like it's unclear, like what their emotions are towards her. Is it? Is there more than pity? Is there anger or like some sort of conflict between them? You know. Well, yeah. Like I'm like, are they are they mad because she betrayed them and went and joined McCavity? Do they pity her because she like she had a kid that she lost? I don't know. Um, but she had Victoria, a she had a kid that was like burned in a house fire, maybe. Or was Victoria? It only has one facial expression. Um, the Victorian encourages her to come back and uh, compete. So she sings Memories again, which is about getting through a shit show of a night and seeing the brand new day. So she's guaranteed the sweet release of the Jellicle Death. Mm-hmm. Her big line 
when she starts hitting the high notes is touch me. I like that. Yeah. 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 Is that going into your fan fiction? It's a lot of that. So it's called, it's called touch me. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. Now, babe, not touch me. I know there's probably some cats fan fic on online, right? Oh, sure there must be some. You freaks can keep it. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, move aside, foot fetish. I have a new fetish that I'm going to uh, mock and look down upon endlessly. Um, just going so to start Googling here. ASMR cats. That's right. You would have Googled it anyway. Come on. <laughs> um, you get to watch Jennifer Hudson do the like air nuzzle. Um, There's a lot of you- nuzzling. There's a lot of, you know, nose nuzzling to various characters. Like rubbing that scent on each other. Yeah. Sure. Rubbing your whiskers. Not a lot of- not a lot of sniffing buttholes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a little bit of a hint of that at the beginning, but yeah, they don't really go there much. Like I would be, sh- I would be, I would be shocked if we that we that we don't have that, or if like Corden like sniffs Rebel Wilson's ass, and then like later he's just got like some brown goop oh. on the tip of his nose the oh. whole time. Like, tell me that's not a yeah, joke. That's, that's their something wheelhouse. that's something we would do. I mean, I, I guess Jennifer Hudson Cat like wins because. She reaches deep and like, like really, you know, exposes her soul in her song or something. I guess that's her, what we're taking away whole, here. Her whole fucking song, the whole narrative is based around whatever we're told of the Jellicle choice mm-hmm. about being reborn. And I feel like it's not in there, but like the hidden verse is just like, if you don't touch me, if you don't pick me, I'm going to go throw myself off a bridge. It's just like, I have cat syphilis. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> I've got cat leprosy. My mm-hmm. tail fell off. But like when Jennifer Hudson and Judy Dench air nuzzled, I thought to myself, have these two actors even met each other? Like were they anywhere near each other this while filming this? <laughs> so they put you on a chandelier, which is connected to a balloon and it floats away at the dawn. <laughs> yeah. And then McCavity is like hanging onto it. But then for some reason, he, even though he's a cat, he slips and falls. So yeah, like, okay. Like there's no really reason for it to happen at all. It's like when the musical came out, not that he's the totally right director, but like the visuals of a Terry Gilliam would have made more sense for this kind of movie. There's the thing. I I compare all musicals to Buffy the Vampire Slayer as as I do. Um, There isn't a single moment in this with a lot of trained performers that's better than like the Nicholas Brendan Emma Caulfield song in that in that episode you know like there's nothing in this movie made for hundreds of millions of dollars that can beat a episode of buffy this whole movie aspires to get to the level of they got the mustard out okay seriously seriously (laughs) parking Um, ticket song has it over this or the or the fucking uh the prequel to the mustard song you Mm -hmm. hear in the anya episode that's a great episode Mrs. is a great song. Those songs are all better songs than the songs in this fucking Broadway play. I don't understand it. And I, but I know I've heard a version of Memories, which is so much better than this version. I just, I'm it, sure, it just yeah. shit the bed here. But even even still, that's probably none of the other ones. Like I, I can at least tell in this, even though she's like singing it all like weird and like cry singing. I can yeah. I can get a hint of the hook. The rest mm-hmm. of these songs are garbage. Like yeah. Un- yeah. unless yeah. they have completely different melodies, I don't understand why this was a hit. I, uh, you know, I'm not a huge musical guy, but like, it's hard to argue with like the catchiness of like three or four songs, at least from Les Miserables, mm-hmm. you know, like you go see that and you're like fucking George from Seinfeld, like master of the house, blah, 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 blah. Um, the fucking Jason Derulo song is 
I don't even remember it. Yeah. I don't even remember it. It had like some like jive keyboard in it or something. Yeah, they start hitting like the waka waka like shaft yeah. theme occasionally, but that's about Which it. Which I I found to be racist. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I, I I found this movie to be insulting, and I keep trying to figure like which drawers each at each time do I file away the insults of this movie. Mm. Um. Anyway, so McCavity jumps onto a rope hanging off of the balloon, but falls off. Couldn't he just teleport onto the balloon? Yeah, I kept waiting for him to do that and like push her out. That'd be a great ending. Yeah. See a bitch. Um. Like snaps her neck, tosses her. Yeah. Um, but he realizes that like this balloon just like takes you up into the atmosphere until you suffocate from lack of oxygen. <laughs> And there's no heaviside layer because it's fucking stupid. It's just him floating in space, mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> um, so all the cats sing on a statue of a lion out in the open. Judy Dench sings at us. Oh, yeah, she man. says she fucking looks at the camera and yeah. breaks the fourth wall. And I Haunting. think I blacked out at that point. <laughs> she could have she could have like Manchurian candidate implanted a, a command mm-hmm. in you. But she actually at one point says, like, us cats are just like you. Like, she's yeah. offended that people might confuse their cat with their dog. Who would do that? If you feed your cat, they'll condescend to treat you like a friend. I think Victoria, like, nulls up to the magician, but then the magician runs off with the other guy. And I kept thinking, like, in your face, those two guys were dating this whole time. You thought you were picking up on a vibe, Victoria, but actually you were just between the vibe. You were in the middle yeah. of it seriously um and then the movie ends with the fucking balloon saying into the clouds and then the biggest shocker of all is that when it fades to black it doesn't say directed by alan smithy (laughs) oh and there's also like a brief like cat face in the clouds okay oh yeah yeah somehow only two people wrote the screenplay one of them was tom hooper Hmm. Just imagine the people are like, uh, no, no credit, please. Thank I'm, you. You know what? I'm remembering now that he did the His Dark Materials pilot and second episode because I, I remember the like, I'm so hyped to see this His Dark Materials show. Like, certainly it's going to be better than the movie. It's one of my favorite series of books. And then I see directed by Tom Hooper and I'm like, oh, wow. Ooh, what a kick right, to the balls. Step right on your dick. Yeah. Grounded into the ground, just like, and I think it was like at the end of like the really excellent title sequence, which is the only good thing about that show. Pretty much, (laughs) is the title like sequence where it's like, oh wow, they're they're going for it. Yeah, they're going to do multiple worlds, whole thing, and then it's like directed or yeah, directed by Tommy Branch. Just like, ooh, it's like the part of your package that wasn't crushed by the one foot. The other foot came in and just kind of like mm-hmm. ground that in there too, and like pulled it apart, like dragged it across the pavement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're sitting down in gym shorts, you just sit, sit right on your balls, you know. It's like you sit down on gym shorts and like maybe your your junk spills out one leg, but like there's a mouse trap. Ooh. All right. Well, any complaints? <laughs> this is a short <laughs> podcast, by the way. This is a short episode. Apologies. Maybe we can just vamp at the end or something. Um so many things starters the fat jokes not cool everything else after that the movie just says i don't know what's going on for half the movie it's just not a movie like and it's amazing this is an hour and 50 minutes long like this should be like 80 minutes maximum and i've read the fucking book (laughs) uh yeah, I don't know. My my complaint is just Tom Hooper that he continues to get work. 
Maybe he'll be in movie jail after this. I sure hope so. I mean, how long did Patty Jenkins wait between Monster and Wonder Woman? Like 11 years or something like that? Well, but she almost got Thor, right? Almost. Yeah, sure. You know, maybe maybe Tom Hooper can almost get a job in the next 11 years. I think I saw something recently with Patty Jenkins where she was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't get Thor for the Dark World. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was during the worst time of Marvel where the like story people were like interfering with everything. Let's let's talk about directors who I would have rather seen this. Catherine Hardwick. What in Cats? Yeah, get her out I, of jail. I, I, I don't think you need to make this movie. I mean, I'd like to see Catherine Hardwick make another movie, but not this one. Maybe take the like fucking two hundred million dollars you spent on this movie and make other movies and let Catherine Hardwick direct one of them. Bring clean water to Flint. Um the Amanda Seafried Red Riding Hood movie. Was that after Twilight? That was after, yeah. That was her big like post Twilight movie. It's something. Okay. Um Changes. Uh the only one that I really have as a possible change, because I don't really want to analyze what's wrong with this, to how you would fix it. The only we've said is I just kept thinking, why doesn't McCavity just kill O Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Ooh. Just kill her. Take over her power. Ha ha ha. I'm your god now. They found a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I just wrote down just make some fucking deep fake fury porn instead. I think I meant furry porn, but you know. That's how upset you were. Yeah. Loose with the typing. Mm-hmm. Like the tails. Like sometimes they use them as microphones and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Sometimes like he's at the end, McCavity's trying to hold on with his tail. Yeah. Well, because he can't hold on with his arms for some reason. His human arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only one who shows claws, I'm pretty sure, is Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. I don't know, maybe the rest of them are declawed. Yeah. <sighs> Who's top building this? James Corden. Wow, what? Is this alphabetical maybe? Yeah, I think it's alphabetical. Okay. I would be embarrassed to be top building this movie. All right. Well, shall we do our power rankings of 10? Um, I can squeeze into 13. Okay. Well, take it away. Thir- 13, I bunched together Rebel Wilson and James Corden. Ooh. As Jenny the Annie Dots, the Gumby Gat, and Buster for Jones. 12. A guy named Laurie Davidson. So you know he's a fuckboy. Uh, as Mr. Mistopheles. Um, Eleven. I think that the other guy is named Monkastrap, but I don't even know that for sure. See, that's the thing with these other random-ass boring cats. Like, if you're going to make this awful movie, you need to put some ringers in as all these roles. You should really be able to recognize every single character that has a line of dialogue or sings. You should mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's so-and-so. You know, well, so, like you might okay. as well, like Mr. Mistopheles should be like Jimmy Fallon or something. You know? He just kicked me right in my liver. Yeah. Um, Isn't that the proper casting, though, for that guy who sucks? Why don't you just get fucking uh, um, the guy from Ben Stein's money in there, too? What's his name? Ben Stein? Um, no, the other guy, the Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, he was on that show, wasn't it? Yeah, no. Yes, he, he was. He, I think he has like too good of instincts to do this movie. I think he, I think he has a. I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Kimmel, but I think he has like that, that sense of like what really sucks. And he usually avoids like embarrassing himself. It's the only, uh, it's only, uh, anything passing compliment. I will allow 
or Jimmy Kimmel on this on these airwaves. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the third sentence of the Wikipedia plot. I just want to read this to you. Sure. To highlight one thing and another thing too. Two Toms, meek magician Mr. Mesopheles, who develops a crush on Victoria, and the lo- loyal Monkestrap, and two queens, the Snooty Cassandra and Demeter, take Victoria under their wing and blah, blah, blah. I don't know who Cassandra and Demeter are. I saw I them listed on IMDb, but yeah, I have no idea. I, there's another cat who almost, she kind of looks like Victoria. I'm guessing mm-hmm. that that's one of those two because yeah. she's around a lot. Yeah, but. Mm. Yeah. All right. So what's your 10? Uh, I have the, the main horny girl cat, Victoria, who I thought was awful. Um, anytime you see a trailer and it has an, an introducing so-and-so. I feel like there's an expectation set that's like, ooh, this is like, this is a newcomer who's like really going to like knock it out of the park with like a big role. Like we're going to see something here if you go with the Anne introducing and uh, her role was nothing. She just sat around and like looked interested and horny and did nothing at all. Her song was boring. I mean, I guess she's probably a very accomplished dancer, but like I said, you can't tell really because the dancing has no impact. Like if this, I'd rather just go watch her doing ballet. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's far more impressive than watching this movie. Well, and, and as Wikipedia says, she is an English ballet dancer and yeah. actress. I mean, you, a can, singer. you can tell that she's a dancer because of the moves she's doing, but because she's a CGI cat the whole time, they don't register at all. Yeah. 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 I mean, Jennifer Lawrence uh, and red Sparrow is probably more impressive as a dancer, you know, doing her like Russian ballet or whatever, just because at least it's her. Also, I'm going to accuse you of something that's probably the same thing I'm very guilty of. Okay. I don't even know that she's projecting horniness. I think we're projecting it onto her. Well, she has like this weird look of like naive glee, I guess. Yeah, I don't like, know. She's constantly like, oh, wow, I've never seen that before is like the vibe I keep getting from her. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on. Um, number 10, I've got Skimble Shanks, I guess. <sighs> Yeah, I'm just angry about that guy's intro after I thought we were finally getting the name of the other guy. Well, it's like, bitch, why are you singing his song? Yeah, I know. You're not you're not Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've got him at number nine, Stephen Colbert cat there, mumble whatever. Oh, okay. He uh, he's in this movie way too much to not be like a recognizable actor. I feel like my list is gonna fucking piss you off. How? I don't know. Uh, number nine, I've got Jason Derulo as Rum Tum Tugger. Okay, well, I have him at eight. Oh, the old tug job. I mean, I, I feel like that name's entirely supposed to generate images of uh, masturbation, right? I mean, there's no way you hear that name well, and just don't think about well, something getting pulled off. I don't think I don't think you're being fair there. Drunken oh, masturbation. Drunken masturbation, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, my gin tonic's getting low. <laughs> and you're nowhere near coming yet. Do you want to pause while you refill? <laughs> Give me another few minutes. Okay. Uh, number eight, I've got Judy Dench as Old Deuteronomy, who I don't think can be fucking trusted. See, we're we're two in line right now. I've got Old Deuteronomy at seven. Yeah, I just uh, what a nothing role. I I feel like that role is entirely like relying on Judy Dench's je ne sais quoi to like carry the uh, the dramatic heft of it, such as it is. Yeah. Um, this is where we break the, the well pattern. we're definitely going to break the cycle here yeah because I've got for Jessica Hayward at number 7 is Victoria the White Cat whatever I mean I didn't hate her 
as far as ciphers go, she wasn't the worst one I've encountered. Is she? You mentioned she was a ballet. Does she also sing? Is that not according to Wikipedia? Really interesting. Okay, I, mean, I thought she Wait, sounded I mean, fine. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly rather just go watch her in like a play of I don't know, like The Nutcracker or something. I'm sure it's Which a much done, better yeah. exhibition of her talents than this movie. Yeah, yeah. Lots of opportunity to like just spread those legs and show them off to Jason I mean, Derulo for some the reason. The moves she's doing, if she doesn't look like a CGI cat, do look really impressive. Like it takes an incredible yeah. amount of strength to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't appreciate it at all in this movie. <laughs> this is why I would almost argue that a straight up documentary about the filming of this movie might be more interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Like actors like a filming these sequences. Backstage, and being like, front stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're like we don't really know what the finished product will look like. We hope it's good or whatever. And then you're just like, oh shit, that's morbid because the movie's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, I have gin, which I'm almost out of in my glass right now. Props to gin oh. for getting me through it. Here's the sad thing is that could have been a cat in this movie and I don't know who mm-hmm. it would have been. No, it would have been like gin and tomblick verse or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six is where I have Jennifer Hudson as Grizabella, the glamour cat, whatever she's, she's a good singer. This is not a great, uh, uh, pageant of her voice. Her character is kind of mysterious and underwritten. (laughs) She's just kind of like a pathetic cat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and she's a pathetic cat in the same movie where we have rebel Wilson who everyone shows up to like. I mean, they might as well just like fucking peed on her. That's how, how sad they thought she was. Rove Wilson's just sitting there, legs spread wide, rubbing her crotch. Yeah. 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 And somehow Jennifer Hudson comes off worse. They're like, no, Jennifer Hudson's a pathetic one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell you what, I know we're at number five right now. Why don't I go refill my drink and we can finish out the rest of this? Sure thing. Um, I have the, uh, the Chaos Cat stepbrother, stepsister duo. Mm. Mungo Jerry and Rimple Teaser. Mm-hmm. Just whatever. Okay. At five, I've got Ray Winstone as Growl Tiger. Growl Tiger. <laughs> Am I crazy? Is there somebody in this name like Gristlebone or something like that? I'm sure there's several Gristlebones. <laughs> Listen, you can make up any fucking name. That's <laughs> a cat's name. I forgot to look up on INDB. Whatever. I don't care. Um, uh, your, your cat's name is the last dumbass thing you looked up on Wikipedia and whoever gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got McCavity at four. Yeah. Rhymes with depravity. <laughs> um, yeah, I have him at four as well. Uh, McCavity, the mystery cat. I Idris Elba has such a weird career. I feel like every role we give him is a consolation prize for the last shitty role we gave him as a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was watching a little bit of uh, the episode of the office, the Michael Scott paper company earlier today. And I was like, this might be in the top 10, top five of like roles that he could be proud of. <laughs> I mean, and he's, he's, in, he's in the Marvel cinematic universe, but he's Heimdall. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that, and he's, I think he's in one of the Ghost Rider movies. I think he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you hear Idris Elba's in a Marvel movie, and you're like, fuck yeah, awesome, which one? And then you hear who he is, and you're like, uh, who is that? You're just like that? Really? Man. Oh, he's like ninth build in a Thor movie? <laughs> cool. Cool. 
Uh, we're at number three. Yeah. What's this character's name? Grismerelda? Grisabella? Uh, Grisabella. Grisabella. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson's character. <laughs> Hit some hard times. Shockingly, apparently autocorrect at one point tried to put this into my thing as Grisabella. Mm. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, what was he? Oh, uh, Ian McKellen is next for me as Asparagus, the theater cat. Asparagus. I actually had him pretty high on my list, and then I decided to take him out for something else. Like, like tonic? You'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we're at two. Yeah. I've got Bomba Arena, Taylor Swift. No, oh, you've got something really Taylor Swift. She, uh, I, I, I read this, uh, description once in an article about marvin harrison the football player she she skipped across this movie like a stone across a lake that landed dry on the other side mm, mm, mm. um i'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now she's my number one mm-hmm. for lack of anything else again my whole idea of like the reason you should hate taylor swift and the reason you should love her is exactly the same she seems like bluebirds dress her in the morning and it's the same thing in this movie compared to everyone else. It seems like she was the only one who's like had an idea of what a cat's movie should be. Yeah. She's like not too earnest about it. Like she's kind of vamping it up mm-hmm. while the rest of these people are like trying way too hard to be cats. Yeah. Well, and she knows that the, the smart place to be is not like the quote unquote starring roles. Yeah. Where there's so much pressure because she's already going to invite pressure. If I was yeah, her, I, mean, I would just insist on a better song. You would have thought that from her age, she would be the person who gets it the least. And yet somehow she comes off like the old pro. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what do you got? Number two. My number two is, um, oh boy, Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I fucking love those cats and compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's your number one? COVID-19. Okay. All right. <laughs> did, uh, did James Corden or Rebel Wilson write that joke for you? Both of them did. They improved it. They're just like, COVID-19. <laughs> uh, um, this was terrible. It's just, it's a fucking bad movie. I hope we've, uh, communicate that um would i recommend this movie no, no it's no. not so bad it's good it's not like weird and insane enough to kind of be like campy and a cult classic it's just really bad and it's really long and exhausting and boring i don't understand how this ever got made let alone released i guess someone at uh this is universal right i think um i think so someone must have thought like hey it's a popular broadway show this will kill you know this will be like our chicago or something uh, it's awful mm-hmm. a story that's always stuck with me and I, it's probably apocryphal and it has nothing to do with the rest of this but uh, andrew wk then they tried the makeup from his first album for the cover like they couldn't get the blood right so mm-hmm. he finally just like picked up a brick and hit himself in the face with it mm-hmm. and they took a picture of him with a bleeding nose and i think that that must be what i look like watching this movie it it's looks not like a real fun. bloody nose, but I hit myself in the face with this stupid ass movie for yeah. you. It's not fun. Stop laughing. Just go home. Yeah. Um, unanswerable question. On what <laughs> on what day did God make cats? 
and could he not have rested on that day? This is a movie that I found in the litter box. Yeah. <laughs> it's buried deep. Even the cats were embarrassed by this one. Uh... Well, that was cats. That was one of our quickest episodes. Shockingly, because there's just not much to talk about in this movie. It's really They're long, really... but nothing happens. It's just like endless dance sequences that are dumb. And I, like I said, I'm sure we got things wrong. That's Can fine. you? Is it possible to get anything wrong in this movie? I'm just gonna say, if you're gonna tweet at us, really, really have a point to make. It's not that I don't want to hear from you folks. I, it's just like, please, who are really these imaginary like cat stands? You and like imagine are gonna like tweet angrily at us that like, we got it something wrong. It doesn't matter what it is. Somebody's a fucking stand. Like somebody could tweet about the how you got your cat's fan fiction wrong or whatever. Uh, excuse me. The the proper love triangles between Mr. Mistopheles and I don't even know who else. Skimbleshanks. <laughs> and some other dumbass cat that I've never Rub-tum heard of. Rub tum tugger. Like hip bone toilet butt. Yeah, yeah. Like I just want this movie to be done and out of i want to delete it off my computer this is getting also, deleted yeah also that's that's cute stacy like we would buy this <laughs> <laughs> come on stacy they were gonna spend money on this <laughs> or maybe when i went to bigger ideas than that. i was like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ i need to take one more screenshot from this for the uh post and then i can delete this p- piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is this move doing this movie gave it yourself a COVID-19 <laughs> that's true he had it didn't he he's recovered he now and I think I think he's recovering like it sounds like the worst is over and now he's trying to explain to people like no he isn't paid off by like a secret cabal to claim that he had it like this is like a real thing you idiots take that's it seriously it. Who gets uh, I guess I should do T Swift, right? She's the only one worthy. For what? For a screen the screenshot that I use. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll get her in the moon. Just spreading that nip. Spreading the nip around. So what do we want to do next week? Um, I I don't have a suggestion. What do you got? I well, you had like four last week, but none of them felt right to me. Oh God, this movie fucking broke me. Let's let's just let's let's just do some googling. That's fun. What uh, what kind of movie <laughs> do you want? What about? movie do I want to talk about? Uh, pick, I don't know. Pick a genre. Pick a time period. <laughs> I feel like we've done a lot of older movies, so maybe we should do something more modern. Um, best movies. You're really uh, googling that. Why not? I, I can't think after cats. Last 10 years? I mean, that's just going to show you like the social network and Mad Max, mm-hmm. probably. Last five years? Oh, that's some bad choices right there. Well, we don't have to always come up with it on the, on the mm-hmm. episode. I just like knowing in advance. Yeah, yeah, I know. This IMDb list is trash. What are they giving us? Like Sicario and Molly's Game, Green Molly's Book. Game. Come on, yeah, The Revenant. Did you ever see Molly's Game? No, I, I also featuring Idris Elba. 
you would think I'd want to see that movie because it's about poker and it's an Aaron Sorkin movie, but I don't know. The reviews weren't kind to it. No, it's not great. Everything I read said that like the directing wasn't good. No. And even it's like, I don't know if he just isn't good at like directing his own script, but I didn't think the script was great. Um, is it is it a thing where like it's all her with her lawyer like flashing back? Is it one of those deals? It's kind of meta on how she's flashing back all over the place. Not exactly with the lawyer, but she does a lot of flashbacks. It's like also to her skiing career and like how shitty her dad was and training her to be a skier. GRC of the uh, Tanya Harding movie, I, Tanya. Um, I've only seen parts of it. Hmm. Ooh, Focus. That was a good movie. Focus. <laughs> no, it was a fine movie. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do we do social network already? I feel like we might have. I don't, Maybe not. I don't think we have. Uh, well, there's always the fallback of the Now You See Me's. Oh, yeah. I remember we could do those like two years ago or something. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Now You See Me too is not really worthy of a podcast. Because it's just no, not it's very terrible. good. Yeah. It's really embarrassingly bad. Is that the last we saw of Lizzie Kaplan? That's a good question. Isn't she like married to Michael Sheen now or something? No. No. Wow, Michael Sheen gets out there, doesn't he? he yeah, he gets around. Uh, let's see. Wasn't he with Rachel McAdams? Yeah, and like a bunch of starlets. Lizzie Kaplan dated Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Wow. She is married to Tom. Music happens married to Tom Riley. And he is, I don't know who that is. So she was previously married to Tom Riley from what I'm reading here. Well, I don't know who that is. That is some British guy, maybe. Looks British. Yeah, he's British. All right. This is a great cool. podcast. Yeah, let's. We'll figure it out. We'll tweet it. Sure. All right. Well. You know, stay safe out there. We all got $1,200 checks coming to us now. Um, And if you're on unemployment, additional money. So, Or if you're in Canada, good for you. If you're in Canada? Getting that $2,000 a month? Oh, okay. I mean, I think you would theoretically get $2,400 a month here if you qualify. It's like $600 a month or $600 a week or something. So, I thought it was a one-time $1,200 check. Well, it's a, there's a one-time $1,200 stimulus check. But then if okay. you're unemployed, you get like $600 a week, I think. Oh. Yeah. Hey, get it, guys. Just, you know, fucking stay alive. Keep your family alive. Keep sane. Social, Keep safe. Social distance. Yeah. Don't, I mean, it's, don't break just, social distancing to go see your friends. No. And it's funny looking at Instagram how many people kind of get it, but not fully. Um, I don't know about yeah, you, but like, like I feel like the celebrity hustle is like at an all-time low for me like as far as like what i'll tolerate yeah like i'm just like not really into seeing people like hawking shit on their social media right now i can't even imagine what the hell goop's up to yeah or what uh like alex jones is is hawking no like nootropics i'm sure you know here's the thing you gotta start snorting monkey penis maybe we should consult a rod on our next movie to do like like Donald Trump consulted A-Rod for what to do about coronavirus. Why don't we just consult Jared Kushner? If you want bad advice. 
You saw that though, right? Oh no, no, I didn't. Apparently, he consulted a Rod about what to do about coronavirus. You know. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be safe, but also take care of your mental health if you're out there. I mean, I personally, I consult a Rod about a lot of things, but not about global pandemics. Mm, good. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.